The Holy Spirit loves to show off. Through a series of what seemed like coincidences, this week I was introduced to some pastors here in San Antonio who used to live in Nicaragua and worked with my dad when he would come down there to do medical ministry and missions. Um, as we got to talking, we realized that not only did we have this history in common of, of them working many different times with my father, but we also had ministry in common in San Antonio. Um, their church heads up West Avenue Compassion Ministry, which, first of all, runs the PTO at my kids' school. So I've seen these folks time and time again and wondered why they were there when they weren't parents, but just were like, well, I'm grateful that somebody's doing it. But also, they have now been approached by the city to become a satellite site for our harm reduction. So on Wednesday, they came to church to take a tour and learn from the amazing Claudia and the harm reduction team. They got here a little early and they joined Cecile, Bill, and I for the tail end of our lunch and movie service and then got to look around and ask questions. In addition to the joy of learning about all of these different intersections that I have with these humans, I got to connect with them over this shared history that was so special. My dad died five years ago, and I love talking about him. And I love talking about him to people who knew him. And these were stories that I had never heard before. And so I was so excited to hear them. They told me stories of how when my dad's skills were not needed at a clinic, he would pick up a broom and make himself busy and be a runner for other healthcare providers. Pastor Eric uses that story every year when he teaches a course at Nazarene Theological Seminary about servant leadership. They told me about how he would come to Nicaragua with just a few days, one bag, his favorite surgical nurse, who was one of his best friends, and do as many surgeries as humanly possible, stacking his entire day with as many as he could do before he got too tired. Patients lined the halls, told him with tears in their eyes how they'd been praying for someone to do what he was doing with them. It reminded me of our heritage and faith, of how the inspiration of my dad is part of why I stand here today, of our inheritance as children of God, as children of Sarah and Abraham, I get that legacy of Larry Hull, who used all of his time and resources to heal others. It helps me this week see how the way I articulate my faith through service to others is because that is what I saw in the home that I grew up in. Perhaps you have someone in your heritage and lineage of faith that you can point to as inspiration and encouragement. Someone you look to as a personal embodiment of who you want to emulate as a Christian. How many of you have someone like that? But just when we start feeling jazzed about our inheritance and the ways that the faithfulness of former generations shapes our lives, we get hit over the side of the head with the gospel. It's what I like to call a Jesus special. Jesus loves to see us all comfortable and smug and then wallop us with a teaching that sends us reeling off our high horse. In our gospel this morning, we have Nicodemus, who was a teacher. He was firmly ensconced in the religious life 
and he had the right pedigree, he knew he belonged, he had the right family, he inherited the faith. And Jesus says to him, you cannot inherit the faith. And Nicodemus was all, what are you talking about? There are no grandchildren in the reign of God. There is only the shape and story of grace in each generation. Each generation must decide for themselves whether they will step out in faith or not, and what it looks like for that generation, because it looks different in every generation. We joyfully baptize our babies. We instruct our children. We confirm our youth. But they must choose how they will live their lives. My dad, being an incredible human, led by love and all he did, made me a very lucky daughter. And it did inspire me, but it does not make me a good Christian. Remember, we are saved by grace. We're Lutherans, and so we know that that work is God's alone. But living the Christian life is something different. Living in gratitude and in response to this incredible gift of grace is something we do, not something we inherit. Jesus taught this to Nicodemus by telling him that troubling story about how he needed to be born again from above. No one that is connected um, to DNA, but to faith, hope, and love. We get to connect to the work and reign of God by being born into this reality too. Not as descendants, but as full heirs. Just as Sarah and Abraham had to step out and trust in their time and in their context, we are invited to do the same in our time and in our context. Because God wants to partner up with us now. We don't get to just sit here and think about things that happened thousands of years ago and congratulate ourselves that we believe them. We are invited into eternal life in the midst of this world, in the midst of this life that we are living right now. Eternal life does not start when we die. It starts when we embrace life in the truth, that we were put here to love and live in God's truth and life and hope. This means that we live into our baptism, our confirmation, and our formation. They are not just facts of our history. They are part of how we find our true north. It means that we are not first Lutherans or even people of grace Lutheran, but we are first and foremost children of the Most High God, set in this time and place to live into our gifts and calling. Friends in Christ, it is so important that you were born. It's so important that you were born originally and then born from above. It's so important that you live into your unique calling. Because there are things that only you can do. No one else has your perspective. No one else has your particular place in the world. No one else is you. Will you get it perfect? Absolutely not. That's not the point. The point is not perfection. There is no one keeping score anyway. We can always begin again. We can take our shortcomings and learn from them. 
can choose every day the path of God's love. Thank goodness we have the inspiration of the scriptures with all kinds of broken people to, to show us how they can make wrong moves and then be embedded in God's grace and mercy once again, even Abraham and Sarah, of our scriptures this morning. We can be human and mess up and still not lose the inheritance that God has for us as children of God. Co-creators of grace and love, partners in healing. What an absolutely beautiful thing that is that we were created for more than just to survive and die. We were created for healing, growth, connection, relationship, for ourselves and for the world. Church, we engage in eternal life in the reign of God when we are living in and trusting God's love and faithfulness. This Lent is another opportunity to be embraced into that flow, to choose it, to be born again and again and again into the present moment with God. Amen. Let's stand and sing.